Are you looking to live the abundant life no matter what your income is? You're in the right place. This is the podcast that will teach and inspire you to live better. Whether you want to earn more, save more, or improve your relationship with money or people, it's time for the 90 Days to Abundance podcast, brought to you by SavingsAngel.com. Here's your host, the Chief Executive Angel of SavingsAngel.com, Josh Elledge. Thank you so much, Cece, and welcome to show number 90 of 90 Days to Abundance. And what a what great time because this is the last show I'm going to be recording before Christmas. So on today's show, I'm going to be talking about sugar cookies because Santa's coming and one thing we know about Santa Claus is he loves sugar cookies. So I want to make sure you're empowered with all the great ideas on how you can make fabulous sugar cookies for Santa. What does that have to do with abundance? Well, look, it's we're talking about Christmas in general. I want you to have a wonderful, abundant time, and I'm quite frankly just interested in great sugar cookie recipes. Also, another thing I'm interested in is getting great deals at SeaWorld. SeaWorld Orlando has a fabulous offer going right now if you've ever considered buying passes or visiting SeaWorld. Uh, I actually, again, man on the street, did an interview, actually went to SeaWorld just to interview somebody uh, just so they could share the offer that they have uh, going on right now. Also, I'm going to be sharing some great deals at Best Buy Walmart Living Social as well and how you can save more beyond what you would normally find. I'm going to share three great recipes for Christmas morning. It's really great to have something easy to make, and I've got three great family recipes that you may be interested in. And then finally, I'm going to share a little clip. Well, not a clip. I'm going to recite just a little bit from a nativity program that I had the great pleasure of narrating. So all of that on today's show, so let's do this thing. Before we talk sugar cookies, I feel the need to let you know that there are only just a couple of days left before my 90 Days to Abundance e-course offer is done. All right, It started Black Friday. I'm absolutely ending it on Christmas. And so what it is, it's the full 90 Days to Abundance video e-course, over 80 different videos that will help you live more abundantly in all areas of your life. Now, I focus a lot on how how you spend your money and making sure that you can spend your money more wisely. And I believe that's a great entry. It's a great way to approach a more abundant life. Now, once we can kind of solve some of those issues and where the money's going to in your life, then we can kind of focus on some other things as well. So if you happen to be listening to this before Christmas, then you can get the full e-course for 90 percent off. Yeah, that's I said nine zero. It's twenty dollars right now. It's normally two hundred dollars. I really would love to get this video series in the hands of as many people as possible. You are invited. Just go to savingsangel.com and you'll see all about that. But are you ready to talk sugar cookies? Let's talk sugar cookies. 
Baking, giving, exchanging, and enjoying cookies are all part of a tradition of this season. We love the smell, the varieties, the family time of baking and decorating around the kitchen table. And the idea of using one basic cookie recipe to make a variety of cookies is a great time saver, as well as a budget-friendly alternative to having too many ingredients. So I've invited my good friend, Don Stevick, back in the studio here. We're actually in the studio now. Yeah, We've, we are. Yeah, back. yeah. And so what I really wanted to invite you back, because you had so much more to share about cookies. And so there are a lot of people that are preparing cookies. They are, uh, maybe they've already made them. You know, the kids are out of school and they may be listening to this program the day before Christmas, the day of Christmas, or maybe even the day after Christmas. And of course, cookies can be enjoyed just beyond the cookie season. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think a week goes by they don't make some sort of cookie. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about let, let's start with sugar cookies. Oh, yeah. And so, um, you know, what I'm thinking about is uh, for those who may be listening to this, you know, the day before Christmas or Christmas Eve, uh, and, uh, you know, they may be thinking, okay, Santa's coming tonight, so we need to make some cookies. Do you happen to know what Santa's favorite variety is, by the way? It, it is sugar cookies. Yeah. It, it is sugar cookies. He likes all kinds of sugar cookies. <laughs> so you probably can't go wrong so long as the main ingredient, ingredient is sugar. Yeah. It's like Elf, Buddy and, and Elf. <laughs> What is she's like? uh, Do you like maple syrup? Does maple syrup have sugar in it? Well, yes. Then yes. I think if you live at the North Pole, I think it's a requirement that you just enjoy things with sugar in it. Well, the man flies twenty four hours straight, delivering presents across the world. He needs that sugar to keep him going. Yeah, (laughs) that's why it's so important that sugar and hot cocoa be sitting there because that caffeine sugar combination keeps him fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got an aggressive schedule that Santa. So he does it, and it's fueled on sugar cookies. Yep. So how do we make sugar cookies? And what is what is the basic and Actually, we have a couple of, I would consider probably the basic backbone to your your typical sugar cookie. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got those listed at savingsangel.com. And so uh, one of them came from marthastewart.com, and the other one came from another website called justapinch.com. But when you were looking over the recipes, you recognized this yes. recipe. Yes, it's, it's sugar cookies are, are like a basic uh, of baking. Once you get those, you can play with them and really get creative with them, do some crazy, crazy things. Yeah. If you see the recipes that are online, um, they're very basic. It's sugar, salt, eggs, and vanilla extract and flour. And that's pretty much it. And then you take it from there. Instead of using vanilla extract, you use orange extract yeah. or mint extract and start playing with that. Wow. But my favorite thing to do with sugar cookies is you take, you get some Hershey Kisses, and you take the sugar cookie dough and you dye it black with <laughs> black food coloring. And then you put a Hershey Kiss into it, and then you roll it up into a ball so the Hershey Kiss isn't seen. And you bake that just like you'd norm- do a bake a normal sugar cookie after you well, you roll it in sugar first and then put it on the baking sheet and bake it like normal. And they come up like little little lumps of coal. Ah. So you can give people coal for Christmas. Nice, nice. Tasty coal, but coal nonetheless. Yeah. So, so if Santa is listening and maybe Santa actually wants to leave cookies for the kids, this, this might be a good idea. Mm. So you leave, leave some nice sugar cookies for the kids, but yes. maybe Santa might leave the coal he could. Uh, cookies he could. for the kids if they've been a little naughty Absolutely. this year. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, good, good. And so, um, so again, you know, one ingredient I see and I wonder, once in a while when you have a cookie, and I just had this, uh, we just had some cookies on Tuesday, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, a, a Boy Scout activity. Yeah, I should say, Don and I served together as uh, Boy Scout leaders. Yes, and that's, so that's where we get, get the opportunity to chat a bit. And we were talking more about cookies. But there's a, there's a bit of an aftertaste once in a while when you have, like, I notice it in chocolate chip cookies more so than others. And I'm wondering if it's baking soda. It kind of, I don't want to call it a bitter taste, but it's just kind of a, do you, do you know what I might be talking yeah, about? Yeah, it, it's, it's most likely the baking soda. Yeah. Yeah, because it has that kind of alkaline taste to it. That's it. That's mm-hmm. exactly it. And that usually means they put a little bit too much in there because baking soda is uses very little. I think it's like a yeah, teaspoon. Right. So a little bit too much. And sometimes if you put a little too much salt in, Mm. It'll react, so you'll get a little bit more of a, a, a that alkaline taste to it. Interesting, interesting, cool. Well, I've got some ideas, some variations, and maybe I thought I could kind of share these with you. Now, the first variation I want to talk about is chilling. And so when you make your cookie dough, should you chill it? Depends on what you're going to do with it. Um, if you're going to do any kind of manipulating, like rolling it into balls or it's like snake ropes or something, mm-hmm. you need to let it chill for a little bit because then it gives it more of a uh, – it, it, it makes it harder, more like dough mm. that you can play with it. Because if you take dough that you just made and try to roll it out into balls, it will stick to your hands. It won't form well. Yeah, right. Now, do you put all the ingredients together before you chill it, or is there anything that you would say, well, no, 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 we're not going to put that in yet. We're going to let it chill. Then we'll add this in after. I'm trying to think if no, you, you just put everything, everything in. Because yeah. the other thing that it allows it to do is it lets those the flavors to mix and marry in there. With, it's like with chocolate chip cookies, there's so many different flavors in there with the chocolate and the brown sugar and all that other stuff. You want to let them sit for like at least a half an hour in cold to let those let those flavors just really marry together. Yeah, yeah. And I guess another variation would be, of course, after you bake the cookies, you know, would be any toppings that you'd want to put on there. So, mm-hmm. for example, if you wanted to, Santa, again, more sugar, may yeah. like the frosting Absolutely. and, and uh, candies or additional sugar on top mm-hmm. of that. Those would be some other things you might want to have on hand. Yeah. Any other toppings that you? I'm trying to think of. Like, I could obviously I'm thinking of the traditional. There's something that I just started doing that's really really cool to do that you can do like chocolate dipped cookies, and all it requires is it's four ounces of chocolate chips, be it white chocolate, whatever kind of chocolate chips, and one tablespoon of coconut oil, hmm. and you melt those in a microwave. Your microwave will have melt chocolate chips in it. Right. Melts microwave, and you dip them in, and you have. Perfect chocolate covered cookies. You can do it with pretzels or that whatever way, but it's that coconut oil that gives yeah. it that ability to, to to harden up right away. Cool. I'll have to look that up more and learn a little bit about that because I, as I shared on the last time we talked, yeah. I'm terrible at making uh, cheeses, yeah. melted cheeses, yeah. and melted chocolates. I think it's because maybe I don't have enough patience yeah. uh, when I'm baking, and I think some of these things you do have to have some patience yeah. with. Yeah, you, you kick on some music, you some yeah. Christmas carols in the background, <laughs> and you got to give yourself a couple hours to do it to get it right. Yeah, you know, a, a term that I, I don't know why, but I've just never heard it called this is thumbprint cookies mm-hmm. and we've got some notes on thumbprint cookies online but yeah. for those uh, who don't know what that means like myself yeah. what is a thumbprint cookie a thumbprint cookie is when you take a, a sugar cookie dough and you roll it out and you cut it into a circle and then you literally take your thumb and press it into the middle of that cookie yeah and then after it bakes or sometimes before it bakes you will fill it with like a jam or a jelly 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, we all know what that looks like. Yeah. But, of course, it's, so it's called a thumbprint yep. cookie. Yeah. And then any topping yep. that you should choose to put in there. Okay, good. And then we've got another one here. It's candy cane cookies. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? I think they're cool. They look really neat. It's when you take the uh, half the dough and dye it red and keep the other half white. And then you roll them into snakes. And then you intertwine them. And then you shape them when you have that big, long strand. Oh, you man. You cut, cut, uh, cut them into shapes. At that point, you can also take like mint extract and drop it into the dough and make the dough with mint extract. Or you can roll the dough in candy cane pieces before you bake them. See, that's what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think that you're you're dividing the dough, and then so does it. What does it actually look like? So you you you're snaking them, and then you twirl them together. Yeah, kind of like you roll them together to uh-huh. this one piece, and then the colors will kind of mix across, make right. kind of a barber like pole a, design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then and then your but your cookie ends up looking like what? A candy cane. Because you take it yeah. and you cut it into length oh, and then oh, bend oh, it over. So it's a thick. Yeah. It ends up being pretty thick. Yeah, thick yeah. enough so you just slice it, mm-hmm. just make it into slices from there. And then you curve over the top. So it's like oh. a little candy. You bake it out and it'll come out. If you use good good sugar cookie recipe, it'll it'll come out as a cane and it will look look really, really cool. Now, the first person who came up with that idea is brilliant. Yeah. that that That's pretty clever. All right. And then, of course, we talked about uh, sugar and mint variations mm-hmm. where you'd uh, you'd actually top with uh, crushed candy canes, mm-hmm. um, white sugar, and, and that might be an option for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the chocolate mint variation. And this is right here. There's two options where you can mix a half a cup of cocoa powder to, into the dough mm-hmm. and then make crushed candy canes and sugar uh, from the variation uh, of the candy cane. And uh, and then you can actually, you've got the candy cane sugar cookies. You drizzle them with melted chocolate mm-hmm. just before sprinkling crushed candy canes and sugar. Yeah. And the, well, like I talked to you with the, uh, told you about with the melting the chocolate to dip them in. So you make that melted chocolate, you dip yeah. the cookie in that and then dip it in the crushed candy cane. Wow. And it looks really nice. The other thing you can do, and it's kind of a cheat that I like to do with mint cookies, is I'll make the sugar cookie recipe with the, the cocoa powder in it to get that chocolate flavor. And then I'll grab one of those um, Hershey Kisses that are mint truffles and pop those in the center. Uh-huh. So that's a really nice look for it. And just if you're going to do anything with Hershey Kisses and cookies, since you put them in after the cookie is baked, freeze them for at least an hour. Because if not, they'll melt and look all weird. Wait, so say that one more time. So if you're using Hershey Kisses, particularly the cherry cordials yeah. or the mint, mint truffles, right, right. you need to freeze them before you put them in the cookie. Because mm-hmm. the way you make those cookies is you bake them mm-hmm. and you bring them out. And while they're cooling, you take the Hershey Kiss and put it into the center. Right. The chocolate will melt, so it will stick there. Mm. But if you put one that's room temperature in there, that kiss is going to melt down. It's not going to look as pretty. Yeah, But if right. you get the frozen ones oh. and you pull them out, you freeze them for like two hours, pop them in the center, yeah. they'll keep their shape. Yeah. Until the cookie cools down. Now, here are some other variations, and then uh, you can maybe this will spark some things that you've done mm-hmm. in the past. Uh, so we've got, of course, chocolate chips, nuts, pumpkin pie spice. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds good, mm-hmm. man! Uh, cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, cocoa powder, peanut butter. Of course, man, that's that's another good one. Chocolate hazelnut spread, uh-huh. coconut, citrus zest, colored sugar, frosting, candies. Various extracts such as lemon, peppermint, maple, almond, and more. Uh-huh. Man. There's a lot of stuff you can do there. I know. <laughs> you know, and I think what the cool thing here is that it's one thing to show up together. Let's say you're getting together with family or, you know, again, New Year's Eve is around the corner mm-hmm. and we have get-togethers. It really doesn't take much to go from a basic sugar cookie to bringing something that people go, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. 
Especially with extracts. You can do a lot of stuff with extracts. Mm. Orange extracts is one of my favorite things to use. If you just have a chocolate chip cookie recipe mm-hmm. and throw like a teaspoon of orange extracts into it, you turn it turns into orange chocolate chip cookies. And yeah. those are two flavors that really marry together well, and people really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, peanut butter is also great. If you're going to use peanut butter, I would suggest taking the peanut butter, like a half a cup of peanut butter, and mixing it with like a quarter cup of powdered sugar. Yeah. And a little bit of vanilla, because that's essentially the recipe for the inside of a peanut butter cup. Mm. And then you can take that, roll it into balls, mm-hmm. put those in the freezer for a little bit. Yeah. Then take your sugar cookie recipe, wrap it around it like the Hershey Kisses, yeah. and then bake them. Yeah. So you've got little chocolate, pe- little peanut butter balls. Yeah. Now you've got kids. What do you have any traditions that you've done with your kids that involve Christmas treats? Uh, gingerbread cookies. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. we make gingerbread men. They decorate them how they want to. Do you have a special recipe that you follow for gingerbread cookies or? I have one out of my, my yeah. grandmother's cookbook that uh-huh. I use. Ooh, okay. Yeah. One that's been passed down. Yeah, yeah. And do you bother with the reindeer? Do you, do you leave, ever leave anything? For I always them? leave carrots for the reindeer. Yeah, yeah. Because they got a lot of work to do, too. Mm-hmm. And do they disappear in your house? I they mean, do. So the kids, so you and the kids will leave the cookies, leave the, the, the carrots out. Now, does it, Santa usually leaves crumbs? Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that's, and he's kind of a mess. Yes, he is. <laughs> do you also leave a milk? I do. Yeah, I, I've left, I've also left some hot chocolate sometimes. Oh, yeah. depending if it's very cold, if we know it's very cold, the kids want to leave hot chocolate. Yeah. So because sometimes cold milk just isn't going to work for him. He needs to keep keep warm. Yeah, I can I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. But of course, you know, your kids probably like mine. That's the first thing that they you know the the presents are there, the stockings are there, that sort of thing. But that's usually you know they kind of catch it. You know, they look around, they surmise the area, and they're like, okay, yes, Santa's been here. But I've noticed that when I've been down, you know, before them or at the same time, one of the first things they run to is the evidence yeah. that Santa was here. I think that's just so cool. Well, we always leave the cookie plate right by the tree. So yeah. Santa doesn't go looking for it. Oh, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. I mean, Santa's very busy. He's mm-hmm. likely, if you do the math, he's spending about a half second or less yeah. in your house. So he's got to get this stuff done quickly. Yeah. That's that's a smart idea. So uh, parents out there and kids, make sure you leave the cookies right near where Santa needs to do his business. He, re- he really appreciates that. Yeah, I can, I can imagine. Well, Don, thank you so much again for coming in to talk about cookies. Thanks. So we're at SeaWorld Orlando right now, and we're going to be talking with Muffet. And Muffet, first of all, I love your name. And uh, can you also share with us your, I guess, your, your first, last name and your title? My name is Muffet Baker, and I'm a manager in entertainment. Sounds great. So Muffet, tell us everything that SeaWorld Orlando is doing for the holidays. Wow, that's a tall order. We have so much going on. The whole park is just beautiful. If you come, I think you're just amazed at the lights and the atmosphere. It's just really, really beautiful. Plus, we have all of our nice Christmas shows going on. A Wondrous Night is a beautiful show with lots of great music. It's the story of the nativity told by the animals who were there that night. So you get to see uh, live performers, you get to see puppets, and it ends with live nativity with animals coming out onto the stage. It's a real goosebump moment. So let me stop right here. My son and I walked past this show that uh, she's actually talking about, and we walked past about an hour and 10 minutes before the start of the show. And the line was already, I kid you not, it was about two, it was more than 200 yards long. 
This is really, really cool. And this is something else that I've noticed about SeaWorld during the holidays. And that is, is that it's not a generic winter holiday themed event. No, if, if you go to SeaWorld, it's all about the Christmas. <laughs> so if you like Christmas, then you will absolutely love SeaWorld because it's uh, Christmas is in the air everywhere. And as you can see, I mean, even with this particular show, it was a nativity themed, you know, the birth of our savior kind of program. So, and it was incredibly popular. So anyway, uh, let, let's get back to my interview. And we also have our Shamu Miracles, which is a beautiful show, great music. And of course, you get to spend some time with our Shamu family as they celebrate the holidays. We have live singers and musicians as well in that. It's just a fantastic show. You know, so for the entertainment dollar, so if you're in Central Florida, you're coming down here for the holidays, you're here during Christmas, and then that week leading, you know, that final week of December when we have a lot of tourists in the area, it seems like if you're looking for great, I want to say great value, but a great use of time mm -hmm. and a great use of your vacation budget, uh -huh. SeaWorld seems to be a really great opportunity. Oh, it's a great opportunity. One of the best things about it is all of the Christmas is included in your normal day's admission. So you can come to the park, see some of your favorite things that you get to see during the year, and enjoy all of the Christmas atmosphere as well. So what's your favorite? So of everything Christmas that's going on at SeaWorld, what would you say is your favorite? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Mm, I think it's probably our winter wonderland on ice. It's just amazing to me still being from Florida that we have an ice rink out in the middle of a lake in Florida and it's beautiful. It's uh, It looks like a Christmas card when you see the set and then it comes to life with lights and fountains and some world-class skaters. Yeah. So what about families that maybe have older teenagers and they might be a little cynical, you know, it's all about, you know, they spend their time on their phones when they're at a park. Is this a little too hokey for them or is there is are there things that everybody in the family can enjoy? Well, I don't think there's anybody who really couldn't enjoy the, the Christmas miracles for Shamu. Um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful show. But the entire park is very Christmassy. It's got the lights. It's just a great atmosphere. There's a lot of atmosphere talent as well, so you can wander around, find some of those interesting things. I think there's a little bit for everybody. That sounds great. Now, for the holidays in particular, um, there's a special offer that's going on right now. And can you kind of share what that is? Yes. Always the best thing to do is check our website, SeaWorldOrlando.com, for the best offers going on. But right now, through the end of the year, we have a kids-free offer. And with every paid adult admission, you get one child's admission free. And we also have a version of it for those who are coming from a little bit farther away, and maybe they have one of the packages where they include the accommodations. So with uh, the paid accommodations and an adult ticket again, you can get a child's ticket free, plus a SeaWorld Cares Cup. Nice, nice. So for those who are looking to party and have a great time New Year's Eve in Central Florida, what's happening at SeaWorld? Well, you can come to the park during the day and see some of our Christmas things. And then as the evening progresses, it turns into one great big party. We have DJs throughout the park. We have different kinds of DJs. So if you like Latin music, you can go to one area. If you like Top 40, you can go to another. And we also have Project DJ Slam, which is kind of the best of both worlds with a DJ and live performance as well. And the year can end with a nice show followed by our holidays reflections and then our fireworks spectacular for the countdown. 
Oh, that's nice. Nice. So, Muffet, for someone who maybe is going to come to Central Florida once, and maybe they're going to be here for a week or so, an annual pass may be a really good value, especially if they buy now. Why is that? Well, right now you can get a buy one, get one free offer for our annual passes. And the great thing about the annual passes is you can come to the park and see all of our other events throughout the year. You can see Praise Wave, Wild Days, Spooktacular, our Christmas event again next year, just all of the fun things that go on. That's great. Moffat, thank you so much. Thank you. I'd like to thank Moffat for uh, answering my questions and sharing what's going on at SeaWorld. Uh, again, my son, Ethan, my uh, 11-year-old, and I had the opportunity to visit SeaWorld actually today. Uh, while I'm taping this, we went. Uh, we spent uh, the first half of the day there, and we had a great time. We experienced some of the Christmas festivities, rode some roller coasters, saw the Antarctica exhibit, which exhibit, it's, it's an, a pretty impressive attraction. That was very cool. Really loved the new tour track and uh, of course just loved the way that the park was all set up for the Christmas celebration. So again, thank you Moffat, thank you SeaWorld Orlando. Okay, so memolink.com is is kind of a cool website and what it does it's it is a cashback website. I recommend cashback websites if you're going to be doing any shopping, if you've got a gift card, you're going to be doing some shopping online, if you are going to have some returns or you want to take advantage of the post Christmas sales. And let me tell you, there are going to be many. You want to make sure you're using a cashback website because you can get anywhere from two to ten to I've seen I've seen some pretty big cashback bonuses and it's just free money. And the only thing that you need to do is you just need to make sure you go through the website before you make your purchase. Now, three the three very very good deals that they have going on right now at memolink.com and they're a partner of ours and I'm just very very grateful. Great service, but let me tell you what they've got. They've got Best Buy. They've got Walmart, and then they've got a deal on Living Social as well. And when I say deal, this is all the same offers that you would normally see, plus you get extra money back. So Best Buy, for example, is going to give you an extra 2% cash back through memo link. So of course, Best Buy also has price match guarantee and all that other stuff, which I always do. And they've got a number of great products that you might want to take a look at. Again, trying to blow out inventory, anything that didn't sell for Christmas. Now may be the time if you've been putting off a computer purchase. Now may be the time to do that sort of thing. Uh, also, uh, through memo link, you can shop Walmart. And again, you get an additional 2% cash back as a Opposed to if you just go to walmart.com, you don't get the, the 2%. If you go through memo link, you get the 2%. Now, what I recommend that you do, because I really make sure to highlight these offers, make sure you go through my link just so memo link knows that you listen to this show. I told you about it. That lets them know that this audience is extremely important. I mean, this is a show where you are likely very tuned in on making shopping decisions and making smart shopping decisions. So if you would do that, again, that lets Memo Link know that you didn't hear about them just by Googling them or whatever, that I actually made that introduction. 
And that that would be great. So anyway, you just go to savingsangel.com. On the right-hand side, there's a link that goes directly to Memo Link. Go through that link. That's That lets them know where you heard about it. And uh, then you, you'll get all your cash back, of course. Uh, and then also, if there are any particular links, like as I'm talking about Best Buy, Walmart, and Living Social, which is this third one, uh, I'll have some direct links that will allow you to get that. Uh, anyway, what's really cool about Living Social, you get... cash back on anything you'd buy on Living Social. So look, either somebody else gets the 7% or you can get the 7%. So again, makes a lot of sense to go through a cashback website. Memo link works just great. And again, you can find all those links over at savingsangel.com. They've got three great recipes uh, coming up for Christmas morning, or maybe it was already Christmas morning by the time you're listening to this. This would make a great New Year's Day morning recipe uh, as well, each of these three. The first one is oven omelets. And let me tell you how to make this. What you want to do is lightly butter a baking dish. Layer in the bottom ingredients of your choice. Now, suggestions would be shredded cheese, cooked and crumpled ham, sausage, bacon, veggies, fresh diced bell peppers, onions, mushrooms. Oh, man, that sounds delicious. You cover with eight eggs beaten with a half cup milk, half cup, or not a half cup, don't do that. It's a half teaspoon of salt. Holy cow. <laughs> well, that wouldn't make your uh, Christmas day very bright, would it? Uh, and a dash of pepper. Now, make sure all the ingredients are submerged, you cover, and then you refrigerate it overnight. Now, in the morning, you just bake uncovered at 350 degrees for 25, 30 minutes. And then if you want to personalize this, you can make small personal omelets using a muffin tin instead and baking for 13 to 18 minutes. Now, here's recipe idea number two for, again, either Christmas morning or New Year's morning. You can make baked French toast. You combine three-quarter stick of melted butter, half cup brown sugar, pour into the bottom of a 9 by 13 pan, and sprinkle with crushed pecans or sliced almonds. That's optional, but you just beat together six to eight eggs, a cup of milk, three-quarter cup of vanilla coffee creamer, slice one loaf of French bread into one-inch slices, or use the Texas toast bread. Dip the bread slices in an egg mixture and lay in a pan. Sprinkle lightly with cinnamon to taste. Cover and refrigerate overnight. And then, of course, the next morning, take it out of the fridge, bake it uncovered at 325 degrees for 35 minutes, and voila, you've got baked French toast. That sounds delicious. Now, this third one sounds divine. Sausage and waffles casserole. Now, in a 350-degree oven, crisp eight plain toaster waffles, brown 12 to 16 ounces of breakfast sausage, drain and crumble. Lightly grease a baking dish, whisk together six eggs, one and quarter cup milk, a quarter cup of maple syrup, a quarter teaspoon of salt, and a sprinkle of pepper. Layer half the waffles in the baking dish, then half the sausage, and three-quarter cup shredded cheese, and then repeat. 
Pour the readied egg mixture evenly over the entire casserole. Cover with plastic wrap. Then set something on top to press it down. Refrigerate overnight. And in the morning, boom, sprinkle with another half cup of cheese. Bake uncovered 325 degrees for 40 to 50 minutes. And voila, these are three amazing breakfasts that you can serve your family that aren't going to require a lot of morning work. Just do the work the day prior on Christmas Eve and you'll have some fabulous breakfast all for your great morning of abundance. Now, finally, I want to share something with you. And uh, if you're not a fan of Christianity, then you're welcome to stop the podcast right here. Uh, But I thought I'd just pass this along. And I had the amazing opportunity to narrate a nativity program. And I got to serve as the narrator, which I just absolutely loved that opportunity. And I wanted to share this last little bit that I shared from this program. And again, I think as we're focused upon Christmas uh, for those who uh, who recognize uh, Jesus Christ this this I think you'll you'll really appreciate so I'll, I'd like to just read this w- with you and as we celebrate the birth of our Lord and uh, during this time and and we give thanks for all that we're blessed with and we celebrate with family uh, so here we go let me let me read this to you now 2014 years later we approach this most joyous and sacred time of the year when we celebrate our Savior's birth It is the greatest season of the year, when the hearts of all people are filled with peace and goodwill toward their neighbors. Selfishness is replaced with kindness and concern. The desire to give rather than receive is enlarged in our hearts. Joy, love, kindness, and goodwill are among the simple attributes that make this Christmas season so special. When Jesus entered the world as a humble babe of Bethlehem, the scriptures tell us that there was no room in the inn. If we were there in Bethlehem that holy night, would we have made room for Mary and Joseph? Would we have made room for the Christ child? Tonight, let us recommit ourselves that every heart and every home will bid him welcome. May we make room in our lives for Jesus Christ, who is King of Kings. May he have place within each and every one of us. Christ came into the world to teach us how to find peace, happiness, and especially how to love others. He offers us salvation and eternal life. Let us accept his free gift with a thankful heart, with gratitude and joy. Let us always remember that most sacred and holy night when God the Father sent down his ultimate gift of love. Even his only begotten Son, our Savior, our Redeemer, the Mighty One of Israel, even Jesus Christ. So there you go. So for those, again, who recognize Jesus and and, and recognize him as do I, as the true source of all abundance, may you have a blessed Christmas. May you have a blessed New Year. But hey, you and I will likely talk before we get there anyway, because you and I, have a lot of work to do, and we're going to have a lot of fun in this next year. 
I'm very, very grateful for our friendship, even though we likely have not met in person. I'm very, very grateful that you've chosen to take me along with you on your car rides or uh, playing in the background, or uh, maybe you've taken me out for a run on the treadmill or out for a walk. I want to say thank you for that. And I'm very, very grateful to be able to celebrate this season with you. And I am looking forward to the weeks, months, and years ahead. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas and live abundantly. Merry Christmas.